1: Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: hot break feels good in a place like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I got it. Heaven damn it. I have a pressure every boy. Gump. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> me. <laughs> <is> so good.
3: <laughs>
2: I. But we can see in the scriptures six things <laughs> and more about what
4: he's up to, what he's trying to achieve, and will achieve
0: <laughs> through this. Coronavirus.
3: Oh. Yeah, people are going to die.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin.
3: i <laughs> Caroline.
1: We're going to have Good Christian Fun. That was a clip from the, um, there was a Gospel Coalition Summit between John the Diaper Piper and Vanessa
3: oh. Bobessa Hudson. Did John literally have to climb a summit before he could start
1: speaking? <laughs> Wait, did he sound a little out of breath? Uh, he was.
0: Through this <gasps> coronavirus. <laughs> 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 he,
3: is, he is gasping. I mean, I'm knock on wood. I hope not, but Death Rattle is was I was thinking. It
1: was two years ago. And is Vanessa the thing. is like,
3: he might be one of them.
1: <laughs> she's, yeah, <laughs> she's example? pointing at him when she says it. <laughs> you going to die? It's then inevitable. She
3: got to host the Met Gala red carpet.
1: I, I shouldn't be saying this. What did she say right after? I, um, I probably should be saying this. I don't even know. Because she immediately, and then she had to retract it and say, But this was early days of the pandemic. This is when
3: celebrities were dying for attention. They were going live before they were ready, before they even knew what to do with the format, and not uh, sober, which was always a mistake.
1: Oh, she must have been (laughs) zooted, right?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my God.
1: But overall... Pretty good for the brand. I think she's been having a pretty good pandemic. Like I said,
3: hosted the Met Gala, so yeah. honestly, she's still back on top. Little
1: Oscars, red carpet uh-huh. working. She's got all those sponsorships. So she's, she's getting good. her Joan Rivers good. on. Yeah, she's she is probably happier than Zach is, right, Mr. Ooh, Efron.
3: I don't know. I don't know enough about what's going on with Zach.
1: But that's my point, right? I was like, is he okay? We don't know. We don't know. But we do know. He maybe that like, does
3: mean he's okay if he has retreated if he's out of the from limelight. scrutiny. In I that know. way.
1: I know. And that's an interesting lesson. Like, Michaela Cole <laughs> taught us about, like, logging off of Twitter. And when I, you know, temporarily deactivated mine, is like, don't yeah, be afraid you to guys, be silent. By the
3: way, no one sent an ambulance. No one checked in on him. But if they like, had, you would have been
1: pissed yeah. off because it's an ambulance.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't like that. I don't support ambulances.
1: <sighs> Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for, made by, and made about Christians. But we're not here to make fun of you, to make you go to church. We're just here to have fun, and we're just here to really offer up a dare and a sort of wager of sorts to our listeners of where they may or may not go. Yeah, to move or not. Just moving. I mean, in— In that sense, the song is about zoning. It is about uh, (laughs) redistricting, gerrymandering, redlining. Housing,
3: crisis. I Dare
1: You to Move. (laughs)
3: This is about... I Dare You to Move. White flight. Right, white flight. It's about the mass exodus from urban areas that happened during COVID. Mm -hmm. And now what are we doing? You know, soaring houses and... Uh, and, and Nashville was really sad for a lot of Nashvilleans.
1: Yeah, no, and we all did the dare. And now what? <laughs> what do we do now? What's accepted. what? What is the follow-up, John? Experience Christ. What are you going to dare us to do now? Uh, but we could not talk about the Switchfoot classic song alone. We need special help from a special guest and a special hobby and a special friend, friends and folks. He is. A member of the band The Raw Dogs. He is a licensed therapist. Give it the hell up for
3: Nathan,
1: Nathan Ely. Whoa. Yeah.
4: Alright. Yes. Should I have said stand-up? Sure, you can put, you can put that in there. Stand okay. Up. Two He's time. a stand-up. Two-time Award-winning stand-up comedian. Wait, we're saying two times and you've done 2, He's done done it two times he done twice. He's stood up two times. So for
1: the listener home, Nathan has done two stand-up sets. I and did he crushed
3: it. He did great. Yeah. Got some laughs.
4: Uh-huh. He got some laughs. Yeah, it was fun. It was and a good time. You, you went out. You killed it. He I killed, killed it. it.
3: The four or five people who were there had an extraordinary time. They did. <laughs> Both times. Yeah. They'll
1: remember. You know, it's like the Velvet Underground, a band that was not that big exactly. when they came out, but everyone who listened to them started a band, and everyone yes. who's- Nathan then, is the
3: punk rock of comedy
4: set. that's
1: right, <laughs> I think so in a way. well, I mean, how would you define your comedic yeah. brand
4: your your comic sensibility? Yeah.
1: who are your guys?
4: You know, I'm a big norm McDonald fan, uh-huh, so I feel like I tried to channel some of that, uh-huh, you know, like telling stories got a got a yeah. yarn to spin. Have yeah. you found that to be true in your marriage as well?
3: um that he tells stories, yeah,
1: or that he has a norm energy. Uh- <laughs> Is kind of normcore. Yeah, I
3: think so, in like the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind.
1: He's he, he, he keeps, is smart. He is smart. He is gentle.
3: Uh, he's important, and uh, yeah, he keeps it clean. Keeps that, it clean. That's Just, nice. Like, really important. Yeah, because
1: you don't have to say those words. You do not have to
3: say it, and um, I feel like Scampi shouldn't be hearing those kind of things anyway, and she's gonna grow up to have a bad attitude.
1: Yeah, she's gonna grow. First of all, two two things. She's gonna <laughs> grow more. Okay. And then two, she's going to and? have a bad attitude. <laughs> right. Yeah. So these are all future tints. She is
3: just a, a small young youth. Um. Yeah. And so we try to keep it clean in our household for her sake and for ours. Right. Know? Oh yeah. Whatever's noble, whatever's true, etc.
1: That's the thing. So I did hang out with some children this morning. Uh, their their mom was there as well. Cool. (laughs) It was an old friend of mine. I was I was giving them some stuff I was giving away. Old Cameron some art, and Ah. they are the kids are eight and six. They're such sweeties, but it is such a different. I because I am not everyone who has children is just like throwing up right now because I'm not around kids enough. I it does take me a second to readjust of like, okay, no swears, and then also just to not talk in this very tangential. Esoteric way where a child's like, I don't, this isn't anything to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know who Nicole Kidman is and I don't care to find out. I just want to talk about sea lions Mm -hmm. or whatever. I've never been to a movie
3: theater (laughs) in my life. I'm I'm like, well, okay,
1: we're not going to have a conversation about the projector bulbs at AMC, (laughs) are we? No, we're not. So it took me a second. It took me a second to uh, adjust to those things, but I did and I I met them in the middle. Congratulations for that sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
3: It's a good exercise to stretch yourself, you know, to be um, squeaky, to be Disney, to,
1: uh, yeah, to, to be, get on their level. To unlock the Mickey and me. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there's
1: a Mickey inside of all of us. I, I think so. And I think that's sort of because <laughs> this is like a big faith show. We talk about like people's faith.
3: On
4: right, here, Nate, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah.
3: Nate I, doesn't have a Mickey inside. He is a Goofy.
4: A Goofy. That's right. <laughs> So more yeah. of the goofy. I'd
3: actually think more than Norm McDonald Nate is like goofy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, that's probably more of my brand. You say of humor. Gorsh a lot. Could you rewrite the Enneagram <laughs>
1: to just assign it to Disney IP characters? Kevin,
3: they've already done this for sure. It's probably like a thriving Etsy store.
1: <laughs> I wonder. Okay, yeah, I'll, <clears throat> I'll, I'll Google it later. I'm but... a
3: Simba. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Simba's like what the probably peacemaker? No, the nine?
3: No, he was avoidant. Uh, I don't know
1: It was hella <laughs> avoidant Yeah I know Watching watching his daddy die like that Yeah Gracious. Maybe we could
3: go through Disney attachment styles as well I
1: think so Nate the last time you were on a Main episode of the show Was 2019 Wow It was, it was three, years, three ago. years ago Three years ago you talked about the power team. Oh out. yeah,
4: that's right. We
1: watched yeah. those big burly men
4: with Jeremy, right? With Jeremy yeah. Olsen, we watched everything
1: they got. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they really did. They ripped phone books open for Christ. They they, <laughs> they blew up hot me. water bottles. America and used, and used to be stuff. so good.
3: You know, people we used to really
1: used to be a nation. Do
3: awesome stuff for God.
1: And now we gotta be, you know, lollygagging around, Mm, talking about
3: judicial system. God is an NFT,
1: right? (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Erwin Raphael. Shouts out to family members of the McManus family that did contact me on Instagram. Did they really?
4: What, did they, what say? did they want
1: to, yeah? <laughs> Maybe May we'll cut this out, Emma. But no, it was all positive. It was like oh. it was like not immediate family. It was distant family where it's like, you know.
3: They also were like, yeah, he's kind of shady. Uh
1: well, they <laughs> didn't go that far, but they just said, listener of the podcast really enjoy it, and then it's super weird to be, you know, imagine you're listening to That's whatever last Coltris says, and they're like penny chick, yeah, and they're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like you're listening okay, to okay, it, yeah, but they it didn't remark
3: on like the content of it at all,
1: really. No, not really. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but it, it was very funny. So shout out. To oh the McManuses, peace and love to all involved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of children and family, Nate, you are a family and marriage therapist. That's now, true. Right this now. is true. Yeah. Okay. And so, individuals. And individual. Okay. So, th- so you can see one person at a time. I could see one
4: person. He at time. I wasn't
3: like it. he'll make them sit in two spots throughout the session
4: yeah they have to play different characters yeah Yeah.
1: okay now do a different
3: voice I can't understand this unless one of you has a deep voice and one has
4: (laughs) now I'm gonna do De Niro now this is what De Niro (laughs) how's my De Niro is it pretty good yeah Yeah. Yeah, De Niro
3: also has to be in the room no
1: and I think that's like uh you're a trailblazer in the field with that sort of like methodology right uh but yes but that's is that new? I know you were like doing it before, but to be licensed yeah. and like professional and practicing yourself, that is new since the last time we talked on the show. Yeah, right?
4: definitely. I, yeah, within the last three years, I graduated, got all my hours done, got licensed, mm-hmm. started my own business. So now I'm a fully uh, businessman, independent. Well, marriage family therapist, almost, (laughs) almost. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Hey, (laughs) hey! I hear (laughs) a chain rattling over there. Yeah, well, important
3: part of marriage is being honest. And but yeah, he is. He's on the way.
1: Much like my my sister, who's a part of an MLM, you started your own business,
3: right? You entrepreneur. We'd love to get you in. You you know, at the early stage of this too. Yeah, we're looking for investors. You have flexible income.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, if you you want to make your own hours. Funding. (laughs) Well, my question about it was going to be how you have found as you've even been on your own journey with all this stuff, how faith does or doesn't intersect with, because I'm sure you see people that are not Christians or people right. that don't believe or agnostic or whatever, how you inform it. Because I have my own experiences with my own therapist that may or may not be Christian, or he is, why oh, am I being coy about hey, didn't that? did you
3: talk about it? I'll <laughs> never tell. Openly, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but like for you, like when is it appropriate to interject? Or, or do, do you know what I mean? Like, like, how how does it play out in sessions that yeah, you have?
4: I mean, that's a good question because I used to work in ministry before I became a therapist. Mm-hmm. So as a therapist, you know, it's a different role. So I'm not, you know, necessarily talking about what's the gospel I have to say about this or, or you know, right. we're not necessarily going to scripture. So actually, usually I don't bring up faith stuff unless they bring it up because I'm not going to assume anything. Plus, I don't want to be talking about like Satan and stuff. <laughs> If the, if they don't even believe in that, which and I don't really. Nate
1: loves. Satan. I, I mean, I
2: love so talking about Satan. Yeah.
4: Don't get me started. So He's holding faith back. Do you mean
1: Satan? Like, like the <laughs> A greatest. Lot of Satan. Right. It's like how when you think of the Beatles, you think of like Paul first. Probably right. it's like face stuff. It's like yeah, big big red guy. <laughs> <laughs> Satan number one. Sort of exactly. Core. Yeah. So you allow clients to initiate right. any sort of conversation. Well, let me ask like this that. question:
3: What do you do when you feel like perhaps? you know, their faith may be impeding progress or mm-hmm. maybe insight about what they're going through. For example, if, if someone is like, I know I'm not, this isn't really a thing I'm dealing with. It's just Satan trying to tempt me or something right. like that, you know?
4: Yeah. I mean, if I think that what they believe might be harmful, I the way I would go about that is just asking them questions to get them to challenge it on their own. I feel like that's a lot more effective than telling them like, "Hey, thinking that way is probably not good." I right. mean, there there's certain. I think there's an opportunity to speak into that, um, but usually, you know, I'll ask questions around that. Like, you know, is that helpful for you to think that way, or what? How does that make you yeah, feel? Can, you can we that?
1: role play that real quick? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So I've been like furiously J and O every day. Okay. And that does feel like Satan's coming after me. Yeah. In, in a big way. Sort
3: oh, of possessing your
4: arm. Right, right, right. It's right. Because over.
1: it's not my own strength. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <You guys> superhuman. <laughs> Where it's just like, you know how like uh, in X-Men, Days of Future Past, like right. Quicksilver goes so fast that the whole world around him is <laughs> in slow motion. motion. Yeah. That's kind of what my That's arm That's what you does. experience. Right, yeah. exactly. That's crazy. And wow. that does feel like an attack of the enemy so
3: i mean I sh- you could be doing that
1: so often throughout the
3: day that's about a two second <laughs> process right right
1: Gosh. yeah that's the thing is like the volume you can get with the speed <laughs> it's
3: crazy it's pretty wild so, <laughs> it recovery is pretty fast so
1: too. I, I do feel like that's satan and obviously like feeling <laughs> any of those feelings as a sin you know that's kind of my belief
4: well that's uh I don't even know what to say to that. I've never even heard <laughs> that. that.
3: Four years of school right there. I got
4: no questions. <laughs> no oh, notes? no pushback? Yeah. No okay, great. Hey, th-
0: Carry
1: on. I'll see
4: you next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't think you need week. his help anymore. Yeah. I think you should teach me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be tough. The way my therapist puts it is like, because he will interject some of his own thing just because that's so much of our commonality or, right. or it was at the beginning when I first started seeing him like 10 years ago. He'll, he'll always frame it as, well, from a Christian worldview. He won't say, this is what's true, obviously. Right. Right. Or true just like, yeah. yeah, he just kind of offers it up as like theory. This is one almost. way of
3: thinking about things. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: like a, uh, almost academically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to help
4: like if, it, if it's helpful to push it that way or not. But I don't know. Yeah. I usually don't um, tip my hand about where, where I'm at spiritually because mm-hmm. I feel like too much of that disclosure can may- maybe discredit the work that we're doing. How so? Well, I feel like if, well, I mean, for one thing, I don't want it to turn into my therapy where I'm telling them my problems. Mm. Um, I want to keep it focused on what they're going through. Um, plus, like, I don't really know exactly where they land on different things. So then we could get into like a debate or or maybe oh, they'll right. be like, oh, actually, I don't respect you anymore because you don't. Believe in hell or whatever, yeah. You know, um, and
1: but, there's people that
0: would
4: feel
1: that they would be yeah. like, "I don't want to see this person anymore because they don't believe in literal eternal damnation." That would maybe be a yeah. crux issue. I yeah, I people. left a
3: therapist because I found out kind of what the she opposite. believed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'd found out that she was like maybe even far more conservative than even what she had let on, which right. was already quite a bit. So right, yeah, and and that was a reason too. So I can understand that. Yeah. Like You kind of want to keep a, a wall of blankness for the most part. Yeah, so right. So people can
1: trust you. But there is something juicy and delicious that maybe we've all experienced at some oh, point where... I'll tell you something. Uh, what's that?
3: When your therapist will tell you something.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you get uh-huh. a, little nuggy, a little nuggy, Right. Uh, just a little juicy I tidbit. A treat of vulnerability uh-huh. from the button-up person <laughs> across the table.
4: Right. You. Yeah, because it's such an
3: uneven exchange, which we don't have with most human relationships, you know, so it can feel like... Anything you can get from them is just all more yeah. precious.
1: Or you know what are like the six words that every patient wants to hear. Like I don't usually tell <laughs> You're patients. You're my favorite this, client. Right? Yeah. You yeah. are my favorite you make client. Me laugh. Son. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. I know. I'm always so, you know, it's one of those things where like with whatever people's jobs are, you actually never know how good they are at it unless you work with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or, like, experience. True. You know, like, you could suck at your job. I could. <laughs> never, same with me. No same idea. with, like, all of our friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm always so curious, like, what does happen in one of those therapy rooms? We have, when yeah, what
4: happens Closed doors. Like, right? even
3: your coworkers or your boss have never seen you work. They don't work.
4: know. Because we, we do consultation but I'm I'm the one telling the story, so I could be like You're I was controlling killing it in the there. narrative, right? The the only time someone has ever watched me do therapy was when I was in grad school. One of my professors would do live supervision, so he'd be in the other mm-hmm. room with like a like a TV monitor watching me do therapy, and then would oh, give odd. me yeah. And then I, I'd go <sighs> in weird. I, so halfway through, I'd take a break, go and get some feedback, and then go in for the rest of the session. And then, you know, and they knew they were being observed. And then the, sometimes
3: the professor would, like, come into the room. Maybe yeah, or, not with you, but right. with another like, classmates. Or, right? or yeah. right. All right. All right. Let's try that again. Right? Are, and the people there are there for real therapy. You right. know, like, they're not demonstrators.
1: They're, yeah, like, they're, there, they're to they're get there. Yeah. get care. But the clients agree to that because I assume it's cheaper it's cheap, or yeah. free. It's cheap,
4: and it's, like, a training opportunity for us. Yeah, and they get really, really cheap therapy. Yeah,
3: and, I mean, th- your professor is a really great... Couples therapist, totally. so they are probably getting pretty decent.
1: It's just so funny <laughs> yeah. to think about <laughs> it worked some person at the training wheels. Like, well, and I guess that's why my dad and I never really saw it. A car. all right. Hi, I'm
3: it Professor it Bill. So
4: <laughs> I heard they used to do it with earpieces, so the therapist would have an earpiece. Oh and then my god, the like a spy! Like, all right, now what you're gonna want, or to like do? Sabrina, <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> that would be so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
4: Yeah, that's kind of great. It was funny because <laughs> this is bad though, but th- there was a group of other students oh, no. in the other room, and sometimes they would get loud, and so we could hear what oh, was going God. on. And I remember I was doing a session where it, it was really hard, and I heard them in the other room being like, "Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> oh, like they were like, going, they were like oh, yeah, snap. like yelling, like, no. oh my gosh, she, like you don't want to, Like if you're a client, you don't want to think there's a crowd Re- wow. reacting. Yeah,
3: reacting.
1: <laughs> oh, so your fear was that." They knew they thought yeah, that whatever they were, they were saying re-
4: reacting was to what they were doing, <laughs> oh! yeah.
3: Oh, but that was what they were reacting to, right? Yeah, they
4: were reacting to like to what was the therapy going session, on. yes. Yeah. Oh, they yes, actually were, they actually yeah, were. they were. And so, my professor had to be like, Guys, this is not a soundproof <laughs> room, you have to be they quiet. Were,
3: I mean, that would be like watching the best reality to yeah, TV it's like of reality. all time, right? It's you like know? in
4: real time,
3: I'd be losing it too, yeah. right.
4: That's like and like your house. friends
3: are there. Yeah, yeah. it's like and you're house. watching like a real couple unfold.
4: Oh, uh huh.
1: Amazing. Well, those are real. You like that <laughs> Showtime show? Couples there. Yeah, oh, right? yeah but even was that,
3: you know, is a little bit more. You know, removed, removed sealed off, and they signed up, and they probably talked right. to producers and whatever. This is this is the the straight stuff.
4: Yeah, not cut with anything. Yeah, and we're students, so we're all struggling through <laughs> it. <laughs> We're not. Did we're not. you get a consistent note a lot during that time? Yeah, he he. The thing he would always tell me was slow down. You're going way too fast.
1: So you <laughs> really? gotta Slow down I,
4: and, and be more specific. That's so funny. Like okay, Speedy Nate. Yeah,
1: Speedy Nate. That's not <laughs> usually the adjective I would put. <laughs> that's before. what we
3: call him all around town.
1: <laughs> going Speedy too fast. Nate. Always
3: going too fast. So you'd fast. be like, okay, and you know how that
4: make you feel? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah.
1: Like you're the mask or something. It's just like
4: somebody stop it. <laughs>
3: Why do you think you were going so fast?
4: Well, I mean, I think it was that. I think that's how he does therapy. Oh, I see. Because we'd watch him do his thing, and he he just goes real slow and interrupts a lot. Doesn't let the doesn't Mm. let them talk for too long. Mm. Um, Mm. and then he really does long pauses. Long pauses. Just lets it sit. Just let it sit. Hang. Hey, ride the
1: clock. Right. Ride, ride that clock, baby. Drain I know. I had therapy today, and I felt like I was at some point. So we did talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce for a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to shout the breeze. The elevator. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, that's an interesting couple. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, the age gap is weird between them, right? Yeah. Because it's that, big, right? What's the age gap? Yeah. It's, it's... like 30 years between <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like, t- it's 10. At least. It is
3: at least 10. That's right. He's older than He's her, He's an right? old man.
1: He's oh, old now. I didn't realize Yeah, that. he... It's twelve years. Okay. It was a twelve-year age gap. Yeah. They got together. Uh, Beyonce was just eighteen at the time of Destiny's Child. Jay Z was changing the game at age thirty. But that's not that's not when they got together. I think they is got it? together
3: when she was like in her mid twenties or something okay. like that. Mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know.
1: What do you think is is the cutoff for the age gap? You're yeah. trying yeah, to guess. Is this a, is this a good game to play?
3: Yeah. You're the younger party.
1: <laughs> if I'm the younger party? Yeah. Well, oh, this it's going to be it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so there is no gap.
1: No, I would say for a hetero relationship, <laughs> at what point is it not bad if the person's like eight years older?
4: Because I would
1: say like around 24, 25. Oh, you mean like what Ugh.
4: age they, they, the youngest person would have you. to be? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. For you, I mean, to, for you to not have any discomfort, like say right. it's a friend of yours and you're saying, how did you meet? When did you meet? Like- and if they're if they were eight years older, or like ten years, like what is the age where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I would feel not uncomfortable mm-hmm.
4: about that at all. Yeah, maybe mid twenties. Okay. Yeah, well, mid to late twenties. Okay,
1: I'm, maybe twenty five is actually it, right? Twenty five. Twenty five with like, t- like a ten year age gap. 25-35? Yeah. Or does that still feel bad?
4: I don't know. <sighs> I think it depends.
1: That, that's it. I don't know. Yeah, like... That's a bummer. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I I went through this recently because a friend of mine, I said like... Oh,
3: this is a real scenario. How old
1: were... Well, we were going around. I was out with some colleagues recently and we were going around the table. How did you meet your oh, yeah. significant other, your partner, your husband? And uh, one of them said, oh, we both met when we were 18 in college. Uh-huh. And then they've been together since. They've been together for eight years. They just recently got married. It's a sweet story. And then someone shared a story of like... Oh, I got together with my husband when I was young too. I was 23, he was 31. Oh, right? Okay. And it's like Yeah, <laughs> it's right there. It's right yeah, there. I know. I it's know. It's like you were not there. Maybe that guy presented like a
4: 26-year-old, <laughs> but you still have discomfort. Yeah, that's true, right. right? I was wondering the circumstances behind that. I feel like that would inform Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: I don't know. I always feel
3: like people in their 20s and 30s that I feel like you can kind of mix and match there, and okay. whatever. I think it goes whatever. It's right. Like it could be. Everyone weird. listening,
1: keep, keep Caroline to account. <laughs> <laughs> <from
3: this. laughs> yeah, but I just feel like you're both you're both basically adults. I mean, you're thirty. You're definitely adult. <laughs> like you are nigh on middle yeah. aged. But like, I don't know. It's not it's not comfy, but it's like mm-hmm. you guys could probably make a relationship work. Yeah, fine.
1: Thirties and forties, everything's fair game, baby. Oh, yeah. First oh, on. Yeah. As a 32 year old, person. I can do 42. I can do 52. <laughs> it's amazing. I can do 62. Yeah. <laughs> Much to look forward to.
3: Yeah. And I also like, I'm trying to. You know, we had a very narrow idea of what love could be like between people, and I'm trying not to put too many
1: barriers
3: on love of people who are mm-hmm. mutually respectful or whatever. Well, then I have, I have a, a dating app
1: for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Field F E E L D. Let's
3: bring your hubby to work day. I'm not talking about field. Bring your <laughs> <hubby> to...
1: <laughs> well, I I uh, yeah, Dexter's like my work hubby. I guess yes, he's oh.
3: your home hubby, your oh. work hubby,
1: <laughs> my car hubby, oh. my vacation hubby. Be.
3: No vacation for you, Dexter.
1: Oh, I know. Sweet guy. How'd do he
3: do on his your week away?
1: So I just got back from a big trip, I'll talk about later. But I left him with the best people because they fell in love with him. My friend Ben and his gross. girlfriend Ken what
3: <laughs> keep going. Why is that gross? <laughs> keep going.
1: They were just very lovely about it. And they were sad to see him go Aww. after seven Aww. days. Cause I'm like, I get that it if it's out. after like two days or five yeah. days, seven days. But seven is a long days, time. they got you know they they you get they a routine. Touch. I know. I know. So I was very happy that I could give him love that way. Aww. And then the last thing I want to ask you, Nate, is just about how uh, we talked to uh, Crispin Mayfield about this a lot too, mm. because yeah, there's there's parallels with like. You and Danielle and, and you and Crispin, I think, a good amount, like Danielle Mayfield and Crispin Mayfield, who we've had on the show before. I wanted to understand um how your evolving relationship with faith has maybe changed in relationship to therapy as someone who practices it too. And especially for those of us who may have grown up with easy salves or spiritual platitudes mm-hmm. in in place of maybe the like therapeutic care that a lot of us needed or attention to significant mental health. Like, so how how is practicing that? And then what well, you've been going through the last couple of years in your relationship to God uh, worked itself
4: out. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it comes down to that God is a fungible... Reality. Oh well, no. It's going
3: into Cut You we were working on this together. What? Had, again, <laughs> a great opportunity right. we'd love to share with you in the way of the fungible therapy.
4: Fungible therapy. But
3: the fun.
1: Good
4: um, Christian fun.
3: <laughs> Chris, whoa. There,
1: there There's go. something there. You NFTs. <laughs> GCF. T-
3: GCF.
4: GCFTs. We
3: are already too dumb to even G-C-F-Ts. make <laughs> <laughs> an we can't
1: acronym even say four letters in a row. Yeah.
4: But No, uh, uh, but I think that, you know, it's interesting growing up in the church. Therapy wasn't really an option for me growing up. It was like, you kind of go to your pastor, your youth pastor for your problems, and then they give you some kind of biblical wisdom. But thinking about it, like, as much as I love my youth pastors, I don't know how equipped they were to really handle serious problems, you know. So they were probably just trying to figure it out. Um, So I feel like...
3: Going through it themselves, probably. Right,
4: yeah. Or just trying to do the best they can. Mm -hmm. Um, so as a therapist you know with clinical training and experience I feel like it's it's deep my understanding of kind of you know you, there's so much you, there's so much deeper to go and like kind of the salves or kind of the the spiritual platitudes you know that can help but I feel like that for me I learned especially from in my position as a therapist to be open minded to just the healing process and whatever that looks like and I feel like I've I've grown a lot in my faith journey and I feel like that's informed how I approach care with people that I work with. Um, and the other thing I think about too is like I may be the expert in the room, but I'm not the expert in their life story. So I, I know some things about psychology, but they're the ones that know their life better than me. So I have to have a humility to not think that I have all the answers for them. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I have an idea of what healing might look like and Kind of walk with them through the journey, you know.
2: Mm.
1: And do you say that in the session? You say I'm the expert in this. <laughs> 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 I'm the expert here. That's me. me,
2: that
3: would be different. Like, I feel like probably as a pastor, there, and I'm sure plenty of pastors do say like the same thing you just did, but they do also have to be like, I have the answer to all of your problems. Mm-hmm. Right. It's always Jesus, like yeah. more Jesus in whatever capacity you can get. So it would be a very different experience for you to be like, I can offer you these tools, but I don't know if this is the answer for you necessarily. Right. And ultimately you, the individual are going to dictate how this goes.
1: But I think weirdly people are comforted by the idea of limits and things that are beyond who you would look to as experts or authority figures when, when there is admittance of those limitations. What do you mean? Just in the sense of like coming to dad and saying, dad, can you fix this? And he's like, I really want to, but I actually can't. Yeah, yeah. And I wish I knew how. There That right. that that it's kind of a comforting well, idea. Well, it's more
3: honest too. Yeah. In, in
1: that yeah. sense, and and that transparency, I think leads people to trust people more. Like if everyone is a little more mm-hmm. honest
4: about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And healing looks different for different people. Mm-hmm. Like some things work great for some people, and other things. Yeah. Don't. That's the
3: truth that's got to be so irritating. For you. I mean, that's <laughs> not, a, religion, that not yeah. a one size fits all. Yeah. That you have to like. Uh, create a new smoothie every time with like different ingredients for each person. Like (laughs) it's never, the mind is so complex. And like you said, everyone's experience is so different. There, there will never be a solution that worked for two people exactly the same way.
4: Right.
1: Yeah. Because it is sort of a three-part cocktail in evangelical Christian culture of prayer, reading the Bible and trusting the Lord and, and community. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess a four-part cocktail. So it's like right. variations on those ingredients right, and right. different. A little more this, a little less of that.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what happens when that stuff doesn't work? Right. Then
1: you go to therapy. Then you, you go to therapy. And you see you, <laughs> yeah. the expert in the room. <laughs> <bitch>. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a big placard that says Mr. Expert. That's Hang right. It <laughs> it's huge. I have a huge poster. People love of myself. that. About That's him. cool.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Do you feel like your um faith helps you with like some of the difficult parts of being a therapist or the job you have?
4: Yeah, sometimes. I mean, especially when I was working at a clinic. I worked as a child therapist mm-hmm. um, for a, a while at a clinic. And that was really hard. I, I loved working with the kids, but emotionally it took a toll on me. And I feel like that helped me just thinking about, like, a concept of God or, like, someone there to take care of these kids.
3: When you weren't there. When
4: I wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I knew a lot of them were going home to really bad situations and there wasn't a lot I could do about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think that idea of like surrendering and letting go and being like hey i'm I'm going to try and just plant as much seed of positivity and goodness and kindness in their life at this point that hopefully it'll help them on their journey, yeah and you know give them something to hold on to in a hopeless situation so mm. I feel like that is where I feel like it helped to think like I'd rather believe in. God or some something that's there, someone that's there to take care of them or mm-hmm. watch over them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or a companion that is with them when you cannot be. And right. Like the
4: sort of artificial
1: context of therapy because, other, yeah, that is such a brutal thought. Like the unaccompanied kids going home to, to bad situations. Right, totally. That, that would wear very heavy on most people. Yeah. And now do you like compartmentalize that? Does that feel...
4: Yeah, I I think over time I've gotten used to just emotionally how to deal with it over time and, and I go to my own therapy too so it helps to have a therapist to talk to. What do you talk about in there? Well, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Honest I think I think every therapist should have a therapist, not necessarily every every week for the rest of your life, but I th- I don't know how I could do this job without having my own space to talk about mm-hmm. stuff. Because and the other thing is I don't want to come home and unburden And I can't talk about it because of confidentiality, but even if I could, there's stuff that I think would just be too much to bear, to to share with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's nice having that space outside to kind of just unload. Um, So it's like, you know, we're all doing therapy on each other. Every therapist has a therapist. And I'm seeing that therapist... That's a client, a great so it's circle like, journey. Yeah, the circle. Yeah, and then
1: they say three. They see three clients, who then see three clients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes
3: upstream into emotional <laughs> growth. <laughs> Translates into huge dollars. You become yeah.
1: Scientology <laughs> on a long enough time scale, time frame. Oh boy! Well, thanks for sharing your experiences. Yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, man. Definitely, it's nice checking in. Sorry, I never asked you this in our personal yeah. life. <laughs> wow.
4: Hey, I don't care that much. Yeah. Uh, no, just kidding. You going to plug like your much. website? Uh, yeah, Nathan dot MFT.com,
1: I think. You're not sure? <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think that's, that's it. What it is. Yeah, I
4: think that's what it is. We
1: built it together. <laughs> like, yeah, we built it together. I
3: like helped him. Yeah, I think that's what um, it is. MFT.com.
1: Nathan Ealy I if MFT L-MFT or MFT. Nathan Ealy MFT.com. There it is. But yeah. let's uh change that M to an N pretty quick. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I can do
3: either or.
4: We oh, gotta get into that fungible. care about your financial health. Therapy. Yeah.
1: Uh, originally from the San Francisco Bay Area, I now live oh in Pasadena God. with my lovely wife and our cat, Scampi. That's I enjoy running, hiking, movies, and TV shows while shredding on my guitar <laughs> as much as possible.
4: <laughs> that's right.
1: Oh, that's so funny. And you wrote that part, right?
4: I did. <laughs> I did write that.
1: Yeah. Crushed
3: it. <laughs> I'm looking for a therapist that shreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nate Nate has a no-nerd client policy.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and I'll chase him away for sure. (laughs) Uh, Just as this podcast will chase him away. Uh,
0: Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun.
1: Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time again for another edition of Singles Ministry.
4: It's Singles Ministry. (laughs) Is
3: that new?
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) Nate shredding. I got some shredding on there. Singles (laughs) Ministry, where we take one single song from a Christian artist and talk about it for the entirety of of the segment. We are talking once again about Switchfoot, a band we covered way back in the year 2018 of wow. our Lord episode 45. So
3: Th- much has happened with them. This is
1: episode 230. So much has happened. Huge with them. Oh my well, did we talk about the Grace Similar Baldridge thing at all?
3: Uh, I don't I think we did, but we let's, let's recap because I don't know if we got into the John Foreman aspect of it as, as much as we did about Reliant K. Just
1: a quick recap of it. Grace went to our friend Grace, who does her own Christian music and was just on tour with Reliant K, opening up for them. Uh, went to nice. a Switchfoot show and yelled gay rights during one of the quiet parts, <laughs> <laughs> which is very That's funny what they did. and cool. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, in in do they res-
4: respond to that? In
1: response to that, I think her whole thing was like, I want to get a response to them, yeah. From them, like, are they affirming? I don't know, and uh, <laughs> and John Forman did make a video uh, about it. Which is so it's so funny because you can really only find the content of it on like right wing people commenting on how bad it is. Oh, that's
3: so funny. Or it's like this
1: guy's not worshiping You'd God anymore. It. Yeah, it's a bunch of freaking sonomites. <laughs> like but his like his his video was so it was it was almost a little dodgy. Wait, here, here it is band and group of people. Okay, that's Grace.
2: Hey Grace. How you doing? So honored that you came to our show last night.
1: He is in the oh, middle of a wind tunnel. <laughs> a story,
2: <wanted> a <laughs> tell you, yes, I support your rights and freedoms. I want you to feel loved and supported. Wow. I want you to feel treasured valued seen. I want all love and joy and beauty and truth for you. Love and embrace have always been central to our That's story. This guy's steaming. We need our differences. I'm so glad that you were there last night. In fact, it breaks my heart to think that you would not be accepted. Let me correct that. You and your journey and your story are welcome at a Switchfoot show. I said Uh, something like this last night, and I truly meant it. If you look different than me, if you vote different than me, if you believe differently than me, if you love different than me, you are beloved. If you like different positions than than I (laughs) do. need you like you need me like i need you like you need me our music has always been for anyone who's open minded enough to jump into the dialogue and open walleted there you go atheist consumerist jewish Ew, muslim you've gone on for a while consumerist haters, lovers muslim LG, jewish consumerist Q+, <laughs> plus nice and everyone else who's brave enough to podcaster what and, and truly Jump into that No one else is an expert on someone else's experience And I can't pretend to know your pain Uh, I can only know my own I know what it's like You (laughs) don't don't fit in Even the song Where I Belong is referencing A longing For a belonging that I've Never Felt here on the planet.
1: John, my, you know, my
2: man, like, record inside next time. True. I you mean, he had a lot to say. He
3: couldn't anxiety. go in a, in a room. Yeah.
2: I know what it's like to feel <laughs> voiceless in a hypocritical culture that feels... I Maybe mean, he was just like staring at the waves, you <laughs> know, <laughs> <what> that's <feels laughs> <like. laughs> where it all came to him. And yeah. I'm sure I am hope he's a stoner. All sorts mm-hmm. of pain and hardship along the way. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> sorry. Wounds heal. May you transcend them. These wounds would not define you, but that you... Would define them, and you find peace and truth and love on your journey. Keep writing songs. Keep <laughs> wait. I want to hear so what you he So frustrating. Says.
0: Has has he never read the Bible?
1: <laughs> all
3: right,
2: that's all right, enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: video was playing in frame while this YouTuber guy was just sitting there. Then you could see him steaming come out of his ears. He was so mad. A, a man who's.
1: Look, I would charitably describe as Dave Ramsey Minion.
3: (laughs) Mm, I was going to say Lasseter plus goatee (laughs) minus top hair.
1: (laughs) Oh, gracious. And so Grace's response to that was, I think he's affirming. I still kind of don't know. I know. know. It's like,
3: it's so hard when uh, someone is like, yeah, totally. Like, we love you. It could be the kind of we love you, but, or it could be like, no, I'm just trying to not totally anger my base, but I am trying to communicate to you that I've, I mean, he said I... I affirm your rights, you know? So, yeah. yeah. If you don't acknowledge like the political aspect of all of this, it's kind of like always a little dodgy. Like, do you know?
1: I I totally know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I think, I'm trying to contextualize of like, How old is he? He's like 50 years old. He made a long video that was like nice. I think that says a lot. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And he didn't have to respond. What was like a TikTok he responded to or something? I think so. He didn't have to do that. You know, like he could have run that by his team or he could have just dodged it completely. So Mm -hmm. that says a lot
1: to me. Yeah. So I think that's nice. I don't know. Uh, if Wolf, this this episode will come out the day he's like arrested for yeah, child like trafficking or oh god <laughs> yeah I don't god. know why I jumped to that yeah, I'm sorry. damn <laughs> like an unrelated it's either
3: or he's supportive of the queer community <laughs> or he's a total criminal um, an evil evil person
1: drunk driving accident oh don't <laughs> oh no oh no well, I yeah. hope none of the above happened it but
3: seemed pretty cool though right
1: yeah it was it was a nice thing and he uh He's been doing a lot of music during quarantine. He seems very prolific. He's touring solo right now. just Mr. Ah. Foreman by himself. They did put out an album last year called Interabang. Did you ever listen to that, Nate? Oh, I did, yeah. What'd you
4: think of it? I thought it was all right. I don't remember any of the songs after Uh-oh. the album. That's the thing, you know? There, there wasn't any catchy tunes on there. There's nothing that you
3: put on a playlist to listen to again.
1: I you mean, you know, like the hit single, I Need You, parentheses, to be wrong.
4: I Need You to be Wrong
3: one of the songs. Give us a little sample Beloved, of any of these.
1: Lost Cause, Fluorescent, If I Were You, The Bones of Us, Splinter. So this I is Foreman you. by himself. No, this is Switchfoot. This is Switchfoot. The, okay. the band, yeah. Uh, together. I need you.
3: <laughs> it's time to play the music.
1: <laughs> it's time to switch the foot. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to move it.
2: Just <laughs> be good i like this i like
1: it the hard way wolves backwards in time
2: this ain't rock your d off
4: it's, i think it's good Ooh, yeah
3: this is nice yeah they
4: see they're they're aging gracefully into this? i think he
3: still sounds really good he sounds exactly the same
4: yeah. yeah yeah it's hard to maintain yeah they do an album like almost every year or like how?
3: every two years, yeah, because the last trying. one before
1: that was twenty nineteen. Native tongue, wow, that's
3: crazy. Native tongue,
1: twenty nineteen. Nate of tongue
3: coincidence,
2: <laughs> yeah. um,
3: Nasty. but that's that's so crazy. I mean, how many bands, especially bands from that era, have? Stuck together, won, and continued to produce several albums. It's pretty amazing. It's the
1: San Diego of it all. I think it is. everyone is just (laughs) like... like, They're just
3: better. Next
1: week? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Like, everyone's just chilling. I think it's a... It's hard to have
3: an ego, I guess, when you live by those
1: waves. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Encinitas Carlsbad style. So, Dare You to Move Mm. is the song, which was written in... Year two thousand. It was first on the A Walk to Remember soundtrack. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Is that
3: where it kind of had a breakthrough?
1: That was not the breakthrough. No, because they put on the soundtrack and they put it on their album at the time. Not not the beautiful Left down, but the other one whose name I'm forgetting. Oh, it was Learning to Breathe. They put on that, and then they re-recorded it and remixed on the beautiful, the beautiful wet down, and then (laughs) that's when it charted.
3: So the re-recording is the one Mm -hmm. that did well. That's
1: the one that did well. Can you play
3: what the original sounds like? Yes. So this is the original. How much better it was? (laughs) Just John and like a tambourine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Why'd they
1: leave that in?
3: (laughs) Is anyone here? I can see why this didn't do well.
1: But this is what I think it sounds the same, uh right? It's very subtle, the differences of it. It's a
3: Scooter's version.
1: Scooter's version?
3: (laughs) And then the the second one was Taylor's version. John's version.
1: (laughs) Everyone's here. I guess it's just
3: like a little quieter.
1: Yeah. And then switching it over to the other one. Oh yeah, it's like a little clearer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. His his voice is more in the front. Forward.
3: I was gonna say it's more in the front. Also a sound engineer.
1: Is <laughs> that Daniel Lanois over there? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan E know who?
2: Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. dare you! you know. <laughs> remember
1: when i did a parody of this song you did yeah on our episode what was it it was just good christian fun and i said welcome Welcome to my balls ball's out that's what it was i was like there's
3: something dirty in
2: there
1: (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it welcome to the resistance welcome to the resistance
2: hell yeah They play this in the Star Wars land.
1: <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the resistance.
3: <laughs> I like the, uh, is that the bridge when they go... I guess part? that's the chorus. That's the chorus. Or are
1: you thinking of redemption?
3: Redemption is, yeah. Oh, this part.
1: Self. Hard leap. Nate, you played in the worship
4: team in high school. I did, yeah. Did
1: you play this song for the worship team?
4: No, we we did some of their earlier songs though. I remember we did a song that they did on their second album called Company Car, <laughs> and and it, the, the, the yeah, and the opening lyric is Mike was right when he <laughs> said. I... So it's like a bunch of like junior hires.
1: Yeah, his song. <laughs> Yeah. So this is why did you Youth this? groups gathered yeah. Come on guys We got worship yeah. Here we go everyone <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kids are
3: trying to sing along Yeah <laughs> It's in three,
4: four times two, two, three, one, two, two, one. Two, Right one. I don't know why we did this one <laughs>
3: Youth group band is sometimes just like jamming. Yeah, you know? we're just jamming. Sometimes you're just doing songs as you We should have
4: done Dairy and Move. That I feel like that could be a worship song. Yeah. It could have been.
3: <laughs> did you ever oh. sing that in church? No. Dairy and move?
1: And praise team stuff is a little sensitive for me because I did not make
4: my Church's praise team. I afterwards. can't believe oh, that. Man. I mean,
3: they're crying into their keyboard now because look at you. Oh, yeah, because you
4: auditioned yeah. for piano, right?
1: I auditioned for piano, but Didn't I, you play I uh, wasn't good enough.
4: Do you I know can't believe yeah. that.
3: I mean, how good did <laughs> you, you know have what to I played? be? You
4: played the, the the love theme from Star Wars episode <laughs> That's one. That's right. It was no, like, episode two. <laughs> episode two. <laughs> it was like the...
1: I I sure did, what, which is... Uh, that
3: should have been, yeah, shooing. What you, made
4: you think to play that? I can't believe it. I don't know.
3: It. You said, I'm going to play... I'm going to audition for the worship team
4: And, play and what Wars they
3: need to hear Is, is range
4: the <laughs> Did it sound like this on synth uh, Did you put like a nice synth pad on it Oh my gosh
1: it? I'm going to play
3: I, the theme from American Beauty <laughs>
4: <laughs> This is what it sounded
1: like
3: I mean this is this is nice yeah, it
1: is nice. It's a good song. You a, yeah, you're
3: like doing left hand and right hand. Yeah.
1: Okay, to that's, be clear, I'm not playing it this well. I uh, know, but,
3: <laughs> but that's still harder than anything you'd have to do on worship team.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, then I did have a redemptive corrective experience by then joining the worship team in college and playing piano mm. there. Oh, nice. And that was really nice. And that then was, you
3: got to turn down an audition Yeah.
1: It's so, like, hey, hey Jacob, <laughs> that's nice playing. Now get the- Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You'll never now, make now you it on now. this stage. <laughs> oh, you think God's honored by that? Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting I think to people me. would
3: like experience spiritual nirvana listening to that. Uh, yeah, right.
1: Gracious. So, you a move. Yes, we're tracking the history of it. Yeah, a song from. But I guess people know it from two thousand four. Uh, what are some of the rankings? It peaked seventeen on the Billboard Top One Hundred it was their second top 20 single after um after their other single from the same album meant to live <laughs> i feel
3: we like all meant- songs that were really big at this time were like on the oc or like Laguna Hills or something. So I just have a feeling this song was
1: on one of those shows. Well, I tell you what. There was a little show called… It wasn't Laguna Hills. It was one tree hill. and It it, oh. it sure yes. was on there. I in, called it. In this scene with Bethany Joy Lenz, uh, who starred in a Salty The Singing Songbook video when she was a child and oh some God. guy. And he's thrown rocks at her window… Or what he thinks is her window, and then the following happens.
0: Trying to wake
4: up my parents. <gasps> it's their room. Oh my god.
2: Wow. <laughs> Haley, you apologize, okay?
4: Should buy them in bulk. If you're gonna hand apologies out that often.
3: Nice. We just, this girl has all the lines. I don't
1: know how to do this. All right,
2: I'm. I'm not like you.
4: What does that mean?
2: I don't know how to throw rocks. I grew up a lot. All right, and <laughs> being around you, I just I don't want to be that guy anymore. Well,
4: who do you want to be, Nathan?
2: I want to be somebody who's good enough to be seen with you.
4: We should have thought of that last night. You know, I keep I keep putting myself out there, and you keep. Oh yeah. It. It's, it's a, a perfect pairing. Point, there's nothing for you this can song. Is gonna surprise me. <gasps>
3: yes. Kiss. He's
1: kissing her.
3: Here we go. Big kiss. Let's go. shouldn't have done that. I wanted to.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is what this song is for.
1: That's right. And nothing else. And <laughs>
3: nothing else. Oh my God.
1: Now this was back in the day in which those shows were <laughs> tastemakers. Uh, like the soundtracks Huge. for those were were very big. Even oh the, yeah. The Grey's Anatomy Everything. soundtrack. You could mint someone on that. That's Shouts right. out to our friend Micah Vilas who is. Just recently featured his band Twin was on an episode. Oh my of god, that's Mike! Yeah, and he's on camera. It's not just a needle. Mike's drop. been it's, crushing it lately. He's, he's yeah. Check out Mike on Flight Attendant season. That's right. Yeah, we, we, we were just saw watching. That. That. We're, we're like, like wait, hey. is that Mike? Oh, did yeah. you not? Yeah. know he was yeah. yeah, we
3: didn't know he was in it. Yeah, I was so excited. Someone
1: else we know is in <laughs> Flight, attendant? Flight Attendant. Yeah, Kaylee. Kaylee? Oh yeah, yeah. Kaylee. Well, <laughs> spoiler for next we're week's We're so close to her, we
3: almost forget. You know that she. We and know her.
1: Hopefully, everyone will watch Gaslit and Alyssa Sable being like, yes! This is not Christian. Oh, yeah. oh my God. And then staring down Julia. Go, Good. Alyssa. That's awesome. Good gracious. Amazing. So-
3: um, anyway, this is the perfect kiss song, and they should have played this when um, Ray and Kylo Ren kissed at the end of Star Wars. I dare you. <laughs> <Can> you imagine? <laughs> He's like dying in her arms. <laughs> <gasps>
4: <laughs> I dare <you>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Palpatine's game or whatever.
1: (laughs) He's like, (laughs) that would have been better. John
3: Williams is crying.
1: (laughs) What was wrong with my score? I thought I wrote a nice, (laughs) (laughs) cue. Lyrically, the song is uh, is a little
0: vague, a little amorphous.
1: It's very poppy. Welcome to the planet. Welcome to existence. Everyone's here. Everyone's watching you. Everyone waits for you now. What happens next? I dare you to move. Mm-hmm. I dare you to move. I dare you to lift yourself up off the floor. dare you to move like today never happened before. And then, so it's describing, like, you know what? You feel a little displaced and you're a little down. And yeah, there's fallout, there's resistance, there's tension. And then, of course, the bridge is maybe redemption has stories to tell. Maybe forgiveness is right where you fell. Where can you run to escape from yourself? Where are you going to go? Salvation is here. So it does, in some ways, read as a pull yourself up by your own bootstraps anthem. Oh, mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah. Where it's like,
1: I dare you to move is like, get up. Like, right. You got Don't this. Don't just be laying down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm laying
3: down. Nate says that all, all the time to his clients. It's, it's like, I
4: dare you to move.
3: I'm being yeah. lazy. So first of all,
1: I want to acknowledge your trauma. Second of all, I do dare you to move out of it. Uh, <laughs> but of course, it's and a classic, like, here's the problem. Here's the solution, which is redemption, forgiveness. Mm. And so delivered in these little vague amorphous amorphous ways that allow like maybe it's God, maybe it's a different kind of redemption. I don't mm. know what it would be for, for these guys. But
3: yeah, I think that's that's a very fair reading of this. I mean, they do say lift, lift yourself up, but I I also the first conception I had of this song was like, yes, this is about someone in their moment of crisis. But it's more than that. It's almost like a, a story of someone's life. Like, it starts from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the planet. Welcome to existence. Like, you are just experiencing things for the first time. Oh. You're And it almost walks you through childhood. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching you. You don't know what's happening. Like, that kind of stuff is happening. <laughs> you're
1: shitting. Yeah, you're shitting. <laughs> you're <laughs> screaming. You're at
3: Disneyland. You're in the bathroom. You don't, know, crying, how you don't how know how to wipe why. yourself. Yeah. There's a lot to experience all at once. And then, I think that the um, the welcome to the fallout, welcome to the resistance. The tension is here, and then the bridge kind of informs maybe a a gentler version of pick yourself up. But it's more of like you okay, so you experienced your first like breakdown. Basically, you know, like you've made it through yeah. life, you've experienced things, and now you've hit a moment where like you are now devastated, or you're just like on your knees, and you had no idea this was coming for mm-hmm. you. Now you have the—you're looking at your potential or what you are right now.
1: Between who you are and who you could be.
3: Yeah. And, like, so now—this is almost like I feel like the young adult song. You know, like, you come to your first great heartbreak or disappointment or grief or whatever. And it really is a deciding moment for a lot of people. Like, okay, are you going to choose the maturity you had as a teenager and stay there? Or are you going to press yourself to, like, rise to this occasion?
1: That's nice. Yeah,
3: like, mm-hmm. it, I like and that. and I think that there's such a beautiful message in this bridge that is again like a softer version of things we hear in a lot of Christian songs that like talk about sin or talk about your failure to like meet your potential or to be as perfect as God. A lot of the time it's beating yourself up, but this one says redemption has stories to tell. Almost like the experience or the failure is not, is almost like a morally neutral thing. And Mm. like, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So are you going to learn from it? And like, this is, and the tension is where like the good stuff is going on. That's just, that's not that God needs to fix it. It's where like you, you are now leaping into like a greater path in adulthood. That's
1: so nice. What a generous read from like a very... Sparse lyrics and, but evocative in the ways that you're talking about because emotionally it does create that feel. It could create that feeling, yeah, in a listener.
3: And they do say salvation is here, you know. So there is like a little bit of maybe the easy, you know, and God is and here. When they play it
1: live, they hold up a Bible and yeah. point yeah. salvation <laughs> like in case is it wasn't here. clear. Right. <laughs> if All
3: it right. wasn't clear, <laughs> um, yeah. And and I dare you to move. I don't know. I, I think that's like not the best lyric, actually. <laughs> I dare you to move. I don't think it's the best thing they say in this song. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It, That's why I say When you see it in the arc of someone's life, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of
1: cool. Well, if you've seen the uh, the music video. Oh, yeah. For it. Oh, right. It does sort of like, it has a surfer getting resuscitated on a beach. Right. Uh, in the music video. And it flashes to different parts of his life. So it is like contemplating like, this is this person's whole journey and, and like this is someone's life flashing before their eyes to you know speaking to the read of the song You Had mm. Caroline. What
3: happens in their life?
1: Uh, it's just mostly watching TV. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then and as he's dying he's like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I dream, had which, the perfect yeah. life. By himself. <laughs> <laughs> No, no.
1: Uh, what did you listen to the song uh, a lot when you were younger, Nate?
4: Yeah, I loved Switchfoot as a kid, and uh, I feel like this was kind of like my favorite band for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love. I think Switchfoot and Reliant K were like my two favorite bands.
3: What was it about Switchfoot? Switchfoot?
4: <laughs> Switchfoot. <laughs> what did you like about Switchfoot? <laughs> that- I have one. I have one idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey.
4: Well, I I liked their sound, and I thought they were cool. Like. A lot of Christian music I thought was kind of lame. But Switchfoot, you could be like, hey, I listen to Switchfoot. And then you wouldn't get teased at school. Yeah. Because you didn't
3: have to qualify The kids at school would be
1: like, the band from One Tree Hill? Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, One Tree Hill. Which I'm looking up now.
1: (laughs) They they just kept chanting it. And then the (laughs) projectionist had to put One Tree Hill on. I love One Tree Hill. Uh, They featured it. In One Tree Hill, twice, twice the season, same song. Season one, episode eight, and then oh. season two, episode five. Back to wow. back season. Yeah, was that, it another?
3: So I wonder if it was another kiss scene. Too. I hope so. That's hilarious. So like
1: yeah, that. so yeah, it was okay. It was cool.
4: Yeah, it was cool. Um, and they just seemed like good guys. You know, you don't hear a lot of bad things about them. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of controversy. The way you do about Peter Furler from Down Under <laughs> Newsboys.
1: Disgusting. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> Peter yeah.
1: Furler, see his cousin.
3: Yeah, I don't get the sense that Switchfoot, I don't know, maybe because I haven't like looked into it or followed them that often, but I don't feel like they assert themselves very much. Like they have the music. That's kind of what you get.
1: Assert themselves in what sense? Like I guess then, iconography? Yeah, or... they're
3: not trying to like always push a certain kind of brand mm-hmm. persona, would you no. say? No, I don't think so. That other bands did. Like they seemed like they were kind of who they were. And I don't know, maybe I'm just saying like they didn't do a ton of press or it didn't seem like they did.
1: It's really, I think you can even find it in their kind of lack of desire to go down the worship rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And even that alone of like, we're just going to keep making pop songs. Huge. And he has a lot of, I I tried to watch a good amount of interviews with him before. And he has, as much as he can publicly probably, a fair sense of yeah. humility. Oh, it's okay, sweet guy. Someone doesn't have humility in answering here. the call. Uh, about... I'm just a guy who writes songs. Yeah. I don't know mm. much about theology. I like C.S. Lewis. You know, right. like he's just like, this isn't my thing. He kind of he kind of frames himself as like, I'm just like a dumb guy that plays guitar. Yeah. Right? You know?
3: <laughs> Which, thank goodness. Uh,
1: in a way that feels endearing. And there there's one, there's, <laughs> there's one album I remember they have that sounds a little trend chasey.
4: Do you remember Fading West? Oh, yeah. Nate? They had a documentary that came out with this album.
1: Oh. Love Alone is Worth the Fight. I mean, listen a to a track like this. Doesn't it sound like...
2: <laughs>
1: this sounds like worship music, but it's right. not necessarily. a little
3: different. In 2013. Wait, what was the, what was the documentary about?
4: It was like, it followed them when they were on tour and they kind of talked about their lives. and
3: Oh, anything interesting from that you remember? Was as
1: interesting as the Coldplay documentary you
4: oh, watched yeah, together? That, <laughs> that was an interesting documentary because we didn't learn really anything about their personal life. <laughs>
3: Nothing. But it was, wow. year, it was like
4: decades of footage. It was
3: decades? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just concerts
1: for the Pretty most much, part? Pretty much, yeah. Th- this is the issue was- now, just for a, a split-second tear, when documentaries are made by all the people in the camp, there's no incentive for it to be anything than hagiographical. Right. Which is like the Hillary and Hulu thing where it's like, Hillary did this, but it was actually good, you know? <laughs> right. And all the stuff we're seeing now, Sean Mendes, the Billie Eilish stuff, Demi Lovato stuff even. When there's no outside POV, it's just like, and then they were great again. Right. Like they were kind of human and authentic in this mm-hmm. way.
4: It was kind of like that,
1: I yeah. feel like. It was very softball. Huff piece. Yeah, Please. a little bit. Yeah, kind
4: of what's happened to a lot of the journalism around mm-hmm.
1: musicians as well.
4: I was in that documentary. Which one? Uh, the Switcher documentary. Because they end with this. They do a uh, this. They end um, with
1: a montage of you. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: what? How am our I in this? My favorite fan. Yeah, our number one boy. <laughs> TV. Yeah. Yeah. smiling on like <laughs> on a mission trip. This one's for Nate. Uh. <laughs>
1: Has the uh, years pop up? Am uh, I dead? <laughs>
3: it's, it's like our like wedding photos. How did they get <laughs> <Yeah>. these? <laughs> I didn't put these online.
4: Well, I, they did a concert at the end of the documentary that I was at at the beach because cool. they do this uh, fundraiser uh, every year where they raise money for homeless kids in San Diego. Oh wow! And so I was there with some friends, and they they have like a big shot of the of the like you know group. Oh my gosh! So I was in there somewhere. <gasps> I'm looking to see if yes. I can pull it up. <laughs>
1: And and I was gonna see if it was streaming on Amazon Prime, and it's not. But it's included with a subscription to the Surf Network. <laughs> what? Yay. What is that? <laughs> there's a, there's like a streaming service for surfers. <laughs> who's yeah, paying
3: for that.
1: Micah Vilas. Micah Avila's. who's a big time surfer boy. I'll I'm surf sure. all
3: day. It exists,
1: so a lot of people must be all right. It. I and mean,
3: it's like a whole vibe. Yeah. Um, whole
1: mood. Whole mood.
3: That's <laughs> so cool. You know, the more I'm hearing, though, it sounds like they were kind of chasing a lot of attention.
1: Yeah, it sounds like they were. A documentary,
3: these- a beach concert <laughs> for charity. Who would
1: who would have a concert on a beach? A narcissist. <laughs> yeah, people
3: were seeking a psychopath a lot of attention. <laughs> they, did, they do a
4: surf contest, so I got to see them surf. We were all standing at the beach watching them.
3: That's so funny. And they were
4: all surfing, and they had like a pro surfer versus them. And That's they're cute. good, but like they got like... Thresh. Shredded, annihilated, obviously. yeah.
3: That's funny. But it was, it was fun. And everyone just watched.
4: We were just like standing there watching him. Yeah, watch we're just like, ah, oh, there's John Foreman out there.
1: Now, unfortunately, <laughs> one, of my, uh, one of my memories associated with this was going on mission trip with my church when I was a kid, maybe 13 or 14 years old. So this was 2004, 2003 maybe. And the, the, that album, The Beautiful Letdown, uh, was part of the pre-show music. Mm. before we put on like a choir concert wherever we were going. Oh, nice. And all these different videos. Get everybody
3: hyped up and then put them to sleep.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. And then it's like... <laughs> da, da, da. No, it was like, you know, it was just like lame praise worship concert stuff. But the thing I remember... <laughs> I have like videos from this time too because I would make like an end of the mission trip video to show the rest of the church what we did while we were there. And it's just like painting stuff and singing and having fun. Do you remember we had this bus driver because we took two big coach buses from Houston to Tucson, Arizona? Mm-hmm. Oh that gosh. that was the trip. Those bus drivers, but one of the bus drivers, <laughs> it became quickly known within the youth group, and and certainly amidst the men of the youth group, that the guy was very endowed and very well hung. And it was visible through his shorts, and you could see it Damn. all the time. while he was driving? Yeah.
3: No. N- hog never. outline?
1: Yeah, hog outline. Dang. Like, he wasn't, he was never, there was Couldn't no, even help it. Nothing inappropriate, it was just like- Got and, a little
3: bus in his pants. It's so, yeah, I <laughs> oh Also, uh, imagine this bus driver, what, three or four days, like, away from their family, <laughs> the <laughs> people they love, alone in motel rooms, and then with like, this, like, giant- Theatrical group of Christians yeah. talking about his hog.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, not to his face. That'd be mean. <laughs> but we would just like, you know, we said we just called him, you know, because it was like like a donkey. got huh? That thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think of him mm. when I think okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> because he would like
1: come and just like watch the concerts out of absolutely nothing boredom. else to do. Yeah, yeah complete boredom. <laughs> Um, yeah, so shout out to Hee Haw. Oh Uh, my gosh,
3: good for him. What a man, yeah.
1: Uh, We do a segment on the show often called Cover Me. Mm. Ooh, that was so low. Thanks for raising it, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it sounded like a scare guy. Like,
4: (laughs) (laughs) he's far away.
1: There we go. Now there's quite a few notable covers of this. One is from one of my favorites, Legend of Stage and Screen. And a woman that I recently bought a cameo from starved the hit MVC musical Smash, Megan Hilty. Wow. Oh.
2: To it's oh, way too musical so theater, gorgeous. though. Welcome to existence.
1: I wish Cher had done a cover of it or something. Cher. There's plenty of acapella uh, covers of it. No. <laughs>
4: no.
3: There's well, just no way they, they've B- got the heft.
1: BYU Vocal Point. Oh, BYU, BYU Mormons. Yeah, that's right.
3: Mormons are blessed to sing.
1: Couldn't you see Anna Kendrick I'm and Darius. the gals yeah. crushing this and pitch perfect for <laughs> the <laughs> clef hangers? I just found so many occupants. <laughs> oh my gosh.
4: <laughs> Was there any sax covers? I looked high and low, Nate, for Me, a sax cover. Nothing. I
1: could not find uh, one. I know.
4: Cowards. <laughs>
1: so many but then of course I think we would probably all agree the most notable cover would be
2: oh I remember this
1: will you be able to recognize this I do it...
2: this
3: is Manny Marks
1: it's, it's Taylor
2: <gasps>
3: this is Taylor
1: Taylor Swift in 2011 did cover it in their native San
4: Diego is this the one where he shows up on stage with them does he?
3: Wait, keep playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch
4: this. she's on a rotating stage. The screams this
3: song has ever gotten.
4: Does he come on stage? No. There's one, one of her arena shows. He comes up from like the middle platform in the middle of the song with his guitar, and then Whoa. they they like all go. They they just go jamming out.
3: Uh, so he's going to Taylor concerts, too? Yeah, Is there I mean, anything this guy doesn't go to? <laughs> wow,
1: go you're to the really, opening
3: of an envelope,
1: wouldn't he? You're really <laughs> turning on John in the course of this conversation. <laughs>
0: happened?
1: All right. So yeah, huh. that was probably the most notable. Tay, wow. Taylor. Very
3: interesting.
1: Taylor's Taylor? She she can't be pigeonholed. Is what, Was that John Foreman showing up to the Taylor concert? As cool or cooler than James Corden showing up to the Coldplay. Hey, concert. we were there for that. Yeah, I know. we saw that. that
3: was, it's hard to top it's that. Like, wow,
4: James Corden. There he is. What did he sing? Do you I remember? I was just going
3: to ask you. What did he sing? I don't,
4: it wasn't a Coldplay song. It was something else. He yeah. did like a cover. He of- sang. I thought he was a comedian. <laughs> Wait, you're saying he sings? He did Kevin, too?
3: I'm so excited to tell you a multi hyphenate <laughs> in the truest sense. Yeah. Um, he, he should have done jokes. He was doing... He was, like, no, really... Sing, he sang really well. Yeah, I remember him just, like, kind of putting his whole thing yeah. into that.
1: <laughs> like he did with the mouse costume yeah, to that poor much. person in the car. <laughs> oh, God.
3: Let's and I remember love. he also... You know, Coldplay, they all have, like, their cool tie-dyed shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was just in, like, a polo shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kevin's disgusted. <laughs> like, his, his lip just lifted no and
1: you're just... Like you smell the fart. James Corden co- going off the air, at least on late <laughs> night. Uh, yeah, two greats take going off the funds. air this year. What's
3: that? Two greats going off air.
1: Well, who else? Uh, <laughs> freak out. Uh, but yes. Do you think um, he'll drive all the way we'll back to the UK him. singing? <laughs>
4: They'll yeah take, i hope he drives into the atlantic karaoke.
3: ocean but like
1: on a ferry <laughs> so it takes like 90 oh my gosh, gosh. <laughs> celebrities like begging to leave <laughs> yeah please i want to go home <laughs> tom cruise is joining me on the ferry <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be saying yeah oh yeah
4: he's singing that musical that came out a couple years oh, yeah. ago rock of ages tom Cruise rock of ages. did. he's oh, like yeah. the main guy he uh, sings yeah. like metal he sing well no,
1: I mean he can he he's okay serviceable nothing. This, I'm bad glad because or that would have
3: surprised me because I feel like he you know if any celebrity has ever had a big enough ego to be like
1: yeah I can I can sing be <laughs> it him. would be Tom he insisted on singing uh-huh. yeah I he hasn't I done the Rock of Ages. he hasn't done the singing on late night though as far as I
4: can tell mm. oh.
2: he did do
1: lip sync battle on Jimmy Fallon he did like. He did. Eight or nine years ago. What, what song did he do? He did the song that an alien would do if they were trying to figure out what do humans <laughs> like for music right now, which was "I Can't Feel My Face" by The Weeknd. Oh yeah, he did. I can't, and he did the whole dance and wow. was trying to be. I bet he was great. A little silly and sexy, and he put his old Chrissy into it. He obviously. put his whole Chrissy, his in Tom there. Chrissy. <laughs> his whole top gussy into it. <laughs>
3: Uh, Gracious Caroline You just
1: texted me something
3: Oh yeah I went in Speaking of John Foreman Uh huh I like this song Uh
1: huh It's also For
3: obvious reasons Is it really long
1: It's one of his Most streamed songs
3: It actually is very pretty
1: This is a song called Does he say it
3: He does I don't remember when
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, we'll just sit here in silence. Try that and totally hit the post does. on just this one. wait it out. Oh yeah, here we go. Friends and folks, coming at you at the top of the hour. This is a song whose name will be revealed right about now by John Foreman
4: And here it comes. Ah uh, yes.
1: Do I have to put down the theme song? Now? That'd be nice. I mean, there
3: is a Kevin in there.
1: Is there? Oh yeah From Al Pacino I thought you were singing This song (laughs) That would be amazing John Foreman sang it I mean we're We're two degrees removed From him
3: I'm like one degree Removed from him Oh
1: really? Wait what's your thing
3: So his kid Goes to the same school As the kid of a family Member of mine Hmm. Interesting We're just We're right there
1: We are right there and I I was speaking with what was yours? Uh, about our friend Todd Cooper who
3: Oh yeah is like best yeah, like they're
1: yeah, knew they're the formats. Remember he auditioned to be a part of Switchboard. That's back right. In the or wasn't he like
3: their crew? Yeah. Yeah, he was a part of their crew for, yeah, yeah, right. their crew for <laughs> Boss because was like, is Roadie a derogatory term?
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> say roadie <Rhodey. laughs> <laughs> That's a very nineteen ninety five. Groupie
3: is not I don't know if that's cool. Um, I like this song though, and uh, the other thing I like about John Foreman was he did these albums in, I guess, two thousand eight, long time ago, that were seasons, and I remember listening to the, I think the spring one over and over again.
1: I didn't know that, and I
3: like that sound. I feel like he. I like his voice <laughs> It reminds me of My childhood For some mm. reason
1: It reminds me of Something safe And green <laughs> yeah.
3: Long suffering
1: A connection Of a rainbow Committed
3: sword. monogamous We used to do
4: that, uh, The biggest song From this is The Your Love Is Strong
3: From this album yeah. Did he write
4: that? Yeah And we used to do that All the time He, he played and,
3: that I don't remember Oh
4: that. yeah This is a big time P&W song Yeah, yeah. So he oh, did yeah. sell out But
1: Switchfoot <laughs> did He did your love is strong.
2: Need oh,
3: this is song is
1: great.
2: Today. Yeah. Father the death and forgive me as I forgive the people that wrong me.
4: Mm-hmm. His enemies. My enemies.
3: What kind of enemies he has? Yeah, temptation. what enemies does John Foreman have? A ten foot the well, Sta-
4: Statler and Waldorf—they're uh, <laughs> <laughs> always making fun
1: of him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like them. The
3: chickens that get loose. Yeah,
1: you know, the moopits. Uh, <laughs> the chickens. Miss Poogie Ah, uh... <laughs> 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 gracious. Well, anything else to say about the song before mm-hmm. we read it? Dare you to move? I think. I think. I. I really appreciate your read of it. That it is like life to death, and mm. yeah, and just like a generally positive song about rising to a challenge in a nice way where it's like and it's encouraging in that way yeah. And accepting
3: that as like a, a, a thing that happens you can learn from and the other thing I try to keep in mind too with a lot of the people we cover I mean these hits that came out they wrote them in their 20s and sometimes even younger you know oh yeah, yeah. so keep in mind their life experience is like this much you know mm-hmm. it's like a quarter of what they're they about to know
1: that's why when I write my first song at 50 years old <laughs> It'll be it's gonna just rule they'll
3: r- <laughs> we'll call it ripe yeah. <laughs> I'm finally ripe <laughs> he's ready, <laughs> he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I <guess. laughs> um, so I try to keep that in mind too Like with this song it, it, That is also a young person's attitude Of like oh I just need to like get through it You know and like make oh. it happen or It's whatever. for the One Tree Hill demo One Tree Hill demo Yeah, yeah. Um, Here's a question I have about this song because I think it's good, but listening to it again, I was like, what was it about this that like had such a... A,
1: a death a grip.
3: A death grip on mm-hmm. us. And I don't know if it was released today, if it would be a huge hit in the way it is now. Mm. Unless it was no. some, in some big movie or something. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like, when was the last time people listened to a song because it was in a movie? Yeah. Do you know what it, I mean? Yeah. That doesn't yeah. platform music Maybe. the way it used to. Maybe
3: some, but... Um, maybe it does have a bit of a dated sound so it's not fair but
1: like mm-hmm. I just
3: don't know if it would still hit the same way it hit well
1: ben. I don't think well cause it is rock and rock doesn't cut through chart wise uh, anymore what so like even can't
3: compete with hip hop
1: no with hip hop or pop like it's yeah. just like there's no they're too good there, yeah, I mean it's just like <laughs> no one cares anymore. like no one the, cares about rock the top rock charts are so depressing really? now it's so cause it's like number one imagine dragons number two imagine dragons <laughs> and then like three through 25 are reissues of like the Bee Gees and the Rolling uh, Stones like, yeah it, it literally it's so funny what the what the charts are hmm. with, with rock stuff this is of course the Vibrant String Quartet
3: ooh this is ooh. nice
1: they, always put the, they
3: don't they don't do a good job
1: Sometimes they don't.
3: Because sometimes, like, the chorus isn't enough moving up and down. Yes. You know? So it's just like, brr, brr, <laughs> <laughs> The violin it's not so
1: nice. Uh, Five-minute string quartet takes on Thank You, Next.
3: <laughs> Actually, Ariana would be a good one because she moves around a lot.
1: Wait, you're saying melody-wise? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were just saying, like, on stage.
3: She, no, she doesn't uh, She'll just, like, she flail lot. all around. <laughs> She's kind of slow. All
1: right. Well, let's write this song <clears throat> Holy Toast, Holy Roast, or a space between. We all know it. One of those, <clears throat> one of these, or even one of these.
3: Space I that's like how
1: delighted Sean was last week at all of these. <laughs> <A fun guest. laughs> yeah, he was excited. All right. Uh, we'll start with. Caroline, as per usual, yeah, Yeah. that's what we Hmm. do. Good grief!
3: (laughs) Wow, one week off. He's like, "What are we doing on this? Welcome to Good Christian.
1: (laughs) Oh, Uh, free food, fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Holy toast. Of course, this is so good, and uh, I'm glad we get to re-listen to it, and I get to look at these lyrics again. Um, Again, for someone writing this in their in their youth, pretty pretty great, pretty um, poetic. Mm. You know, for for the CCM genre, and I think that is why these guys have stuck around. Is they've, I think, since day one have always been like, we are not trying to be a CCM band. We just like to like write good music, yes. and that has served them really well um, because it's allowed them to age into what they are now. Mm-hmm. So good for you guys. Good for you, John Foreman. Good for you, Switchfoot. Keep well, then we Kay turn writes. to Nate.
1: Nate, what do you know,
4: you I will also give Kay it a Rice. toast. <laughs> I, I really enjoy this song, and I have a lot of nostalgia connected to it. Yeah. Um, because this this song was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. Everywhere you went, it was there. I heard it in my dreams.
1: <laughs> it did feel omnipresent for our upbringing. Didn't yeah, it?
4: mm-hmm. but and it's good. It's good. And the thing I liked about them at the time was, um, they're one of those bands that they weren't like explicitly in your face Christian. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like more subtle about it, which I appreciated. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> I don't tell anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I liked that. I like that about them. You know, that they're, yeah, like you said, they're trying to make good music. They're trying to put themselves out there. Well, there's just a
1: little bit of dignity to that too, isn't there? Right.
4: Well, it reminds me of this C.S. Lewis quote that I love where he said, we don't need more Christian books. We need more Christians writing good books. Right? It's like that idea of like the content that comes out. The quality comes first. The quality, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I, I appreciate about them. And, you know, they're very prolific. They're still coming out with albums years later. I hand it to them. What's it been, 20 years? Got bills to been pay. Yeah, they got bills to pay. No, it's,
1: <laughs> it's 30 now. 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Because they started in freaking.
4: 1992?
1: Yeah, well, it's closer to 30 than it is 20, whatever it is, because their first album was that we covered, the one with the, 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 Kermit, the <laughs> Kermit classic. Kermit his Kermit era. In his
4: Kermit. 97, oh, yeah. I guess. 97. So, like 25 years. It's in her she can't believe it. <laughs> it's so funny to hear this compared to now, like how much they've changed. Oh yeah. Cuz this album they recorded part of it in the UC San Diego dorm.
3: Cute. When they were when they
4: were in college. It's so bouncy. Just a bunch of college boys.
1: Um I will give it a holy toast as well.
4: Yay.
1: I I sort of retract my bootstrap comment. Oh, I think so? I think there's I don't retract. I'm not (laughs) issuing a notes app apology. (laughs) (laughs) You should be sorry. It feels like emotionally the music is encompassing a little bit more than get over it and get yourself up. And that that there is a little more gracious or compassionate disposition that it feels like it, it has towards like. Bettering yourself or uh, rising to the thing that you want to be, and that gap between like who you are and who you want to be, I always appreciate when music can articulate that very well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, all right, all right, Switchfoot, you did it, good one. Do you like this one better than "Meant to Live"? Oh yeah,
4: we were
1: meant to live for so much more.
4: I think, oh man, because that 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 was their other big hit. Yeah, because this was their breakout album mm-hmm. that brought them into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. This is the one that has the lyric, we want more than the wars of, of our, our fathers. fathers. Ooh. That's intense. Tell me That's about shit. it. Because
3: <laughs> our fathers, they're the one thing they, they all love. Love, love, love the wars. Obsessed.
1: And we're saying we want, no, 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 we want more than yeah.
3: that we laugh about that but honestly like if there was a war in our generation we'd be done flattened we'd be out on our ass like we couldn't handle it
1: you're you're saying in this hypothetical scenario in which the draft is reinstated yes it an all
4: hands on deck
3: right and
4: yeah that, that, that would friends work are dying for me. left
3: and right you no. know like you'd be thinking about it or even if your dad had you know
4: or what if we had to go to war and we fought against each other? It was oh, like within America. Yeah. It was like Kevin used to be my friend. It might
3: happen, but I do, still it I don't think I would right watch now. a lot of documentaries about it. That's the thing that I can't get with. I'm like I understand you're obsessed, but when do you want to relive it? I don't know. They do mm.
1: well. I think it helps to contextualize it too in a way that's not traumatic. Where mm. no, it's actually the best thing that ever happened to me <laughs> was this war. Yeah. It's the best thing that happened to all of us. The men bulge. were men. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but BOTB,
3: uh, Battle of the Bulge. But, but your bus driver had that problem, <laughs> <laughs> he was waging war every day.
1: And guess what? Whoever loses, we, <laughs> we win, <all> win.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing,
1: that's the thing about well hung bus drivers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting smaller, he stays the same oh, size. Man. <laughs>
3: So much potential.
1: Shouts out to I, I hope him. he's thriving. Yeah. I honestly do. Uh but we're not here to talk about him right now. We're here to bring it down into a more worshipful space and place. <laughs> what do you think? We're of not that? here to promote our projects. Or plug anything? What's Nate thinking
4: about? Yeah. I just keep thinking about your bus driver and how you guys are checking out his huge hog. Yeah. I mean we wouldn't like we wouldn't stare. We would get a You would like walk
3: a, into the bus slowly
1: and often. That's right. I was like, I'm sorry, I just left my Bible here. <laughs> she says try and fix and he'd be like, What? <laughs> I mean, it's on him for wearing those shorts though, right? Right. Did I just say it's, it's his fault for it wearing is. what he No, he was wore. asking for it.
3: <laughs> he was. And if they were gym shorts, he certainly knew what he was doing. They
1: were shiny. Yeah, see, he's the and freak he for wearing that in front of perverse. children. Yes. That's his fault, Lock him actually. Up. <laughs> and again,
3: days away from his loved ones. Um, Lock him up. He's the, he's the problem.
1: He knew what he was doing. <laughs> All right. We're to lift it up to the Lord, our social media handles, and what we're working on. And maybe something we're enjoying in the secular culture. We start with Caroline.
3: Um, you can lift my hubby up at Nathan Ealy MFT.com. Mm. Now accepting M- clients.
1: MFT.com. MFT,
3: M is in Mary. We should
4: do an NFT though. We should. Of what? We should uh-huh. just buy that
3: URL just in case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Because Nate and I working on our life. Mm-hmm. But um he's accepting clients all throughout California. So uh hit him up. He's a great therapist. Beloved
1: Aww. by all. And a better friend and husband. Oh, a Great thank you. and yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's more of a career. Yeah, let's man. rank them: friend, <laughs> husband, therapist. Like one, two, three.
3: Um, I'm gonna lift up a show we've been watching called Abbott Elementary on Hulu. Mm. Very funny, uh, you know, kind of an office sitcom. Uh, it's a delight. We've been la- hooting and hollering mm-hmm. watching that. So highly recommend that if you want to laugh.
1: I said this to her, so I'm not speaking out of turn. But does Janelle James remind you of Chelsea? Analogy. She's the principal on the show.
3: Oh no. She
1: reminds me of <laughs> Chelsea so something about her facial expressions reminds maybe. me of her. Maybe, yeah. I think I could see that. I guess. <laughs> so I, I might be crazy. That just
3: might be your own Emma
1: cut this fun out. Time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> embarrassing. I wanna uh, agree with you, but I don't I don't know.
1: I know. But maybe it's her voice. That's a nice that bit. How you want to. Yeah, I know. do I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh we turn it to Nate. Nate, where where can people lift you up? You can lick
4: me, lift me, lick me up.
3: (laughs) Hey, no one be licking him up here in the room.
4: Oh, Uh, you can lift me up on Twitter at huge. Are you
3: sure? I thought you were trying to keep that private.
4: Oh, you know I should keep that private. (laughs) Your clients (laughs) can listen to this. Yeah, I cut this, Emma. I actually probably don't want them finding my social media. Yeah, don't lift Ah, up anything. This is what I'll say. I'm on social media somewhere. (laughs) Now, okay. you, now you, now like. It's gonna be real hard to it's find. It's <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> You're making them more curious about I, I you. do have.
4: a i did start an Instagram account for my. Oh uh, yeah, therapy talk about
3: practice. that. Lift that one up. Oh, that's so, good.
4: Nathan that's Ealy MFT. You can find me there. Um, MFT MFT. Got some good content. I out tried there.
3: to get him to call it com, and he was like, "No." Was
1: it available? Yes. Yeah.
3: NathanEalyTherapy oh. dot was available.
4: I don't know. I just I felt like that was a little. Too, too much too broad yeah
3: too, too on the nose <laughs> I don't know yeah <laughs>
4: maybe you
3: <Yeah. laughs> Nathan- I,
4: I thought you yeah. said Nathan therapy <laughs> I
3: did <laughs> I did but <laughs> I meant Nathan Ely therapy Eley was therapy. available right
1: yeah
4: I don't know this MFT. About the MFT I feel like that
3: you feel like it is, is dignity yeah yeah
4: because yeah. therapy could be anything
3: that's true that is true it could be anything right it could be physical could therapy be puppet therapy <laughs> Kevin yeah,
1: that's what I need yeah yeah
3: DM Kevin if you need some of that.
1: Oh, I'll but, uh, give it for free. He's <laughs> got
3: plenty of sources. <laughs> but yeah, you you've got an Instagram. account.
4: What do you want to lift up? Your biz. Oh, uh, th- I've been enjoying the the final season of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that. You've been watching it. You keep yeah. it Yeah.
1: Oh. It's very purposefully slow and boring, but in a way that I enjoy. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it yeah, too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a nice slow pace. burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Kim Wexler, what's gonna happen? What's then gonna happen? Comedy. We love we love her <laughs> so much. It is weird to watch a show in which there's no stakes because half of the cast is already dead from the previous show that aired right. ten years before. That's yeah, weird. But uh, it's an interesting challenge. Yeah.
3: There's good job, a great- Bob. What's that? Good job, Bob. I mean, good that job, Bob. rests
1: on him. Yes. Oh yeah. Who does look younger? Ten years later, yeah, because he got jacked for that movie Nobody a couple years ago, and so he, even though he's like in his late fifties playing late thirties, yeah, he he (laughs) kind of sells it because he looks in not as good of shape at the beginning of Bear or of uh, Breaking Bad, right? Good on him. Nobody
3: a description of who saw that movie right. hey! <laughs> hey, oh no I saw it I liked it yeah, I saw yeah, it too good. and I liked it we all saw it <laughs> we all saw <laughs> three nobodies right here yeah. hey,
1: that's me <laughs> uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter on Peloton Letterboxd and OnlyFans one hundred seventeen fans nice. and strong and counting. Wow, yeah. one hundred
3: seventeen people Even who should post- go to NathanEaleyTherapy <laughs> Please,
1: let's let's have a friendly competition. You <laughs> <and> mean <laughs> fans more? versus clients? Yeah, my fee is. $9, uh, actually, is it that? No. $9? I, no, I, I ran a discount. Catching
3: $9 for feet pics? Not,
1: hey, they get more than the feet. $9 for
3: just the left they nip? They get more than the left nip,
1: I promise you. <laughs> more than
3: the left nip? Oh, yeah. they Disgusting. get one, what?
1: <laughs> uh, I'll lift up a uh oh, the, the new Arcade Fire album, I think, is actually good. Mm. Last Ooh. one was a little iffy.
3: Their SNL and, performance was good.
1: I loved it. That's I watched great. it earlier this afternoon, oh, and yeah. I found it very affecting. And we're gonna go see them if tickets aren't nine hundred dollars mm. at the forum, at the Kia Forum, and the
3: Kia Forum, in
1: Inglewood, and then the Crypto. dot com Arena, yeah, in downtown L. A. What and a SoFi Stadium. SoFi, so I don't know what SoFi is, though. So.
3: I don't know, but I like that one. Best. Yeah,
1: because it seems a little more yeah.
3: vague. SoFi,
1: right now. SoFi, you can lift us up, at Christian fun pod everywhere go to patreon.com slash good christian fun for more good christian fun leave us a review we donate a dollar to charity each review you leave this month's charity is needs it's surface animals it's little pups helping people out uh nathan thank you for joining us hey thank you show. for having me it's
4: thank always you. a pleasure love hey. you yeah
3: uh yesterday we were talking about nate coming on the show and i was like uh neat just a heads up i have a crush on our guest tomorrow night and he was like who's the guest and he was like, "Oh me, it's me. <laughs> it's
1: me. <laughs> That's nice. That's very nice.
3: It was, it was adorable." Yeah. And it's there's funny. nothing
1: left to say except for, "Okay,
3: okay, I, I love, love you."
1: Thank you, thank Emma. you, Emma. Ill. Amen. Amen. What Switchfoot song? Why don't, don't we go out with
4: "Dare You to Move"?
1: Dare One, more time. One more time. Let's do it. Okay. Lay how it about the how about the alternative version, Ooh. which is a little harder? I think it starts with harder guitars. Hard sound. (laughs) All right, shout out to Bethany Joy Lenz. Everyone, listen to her podcast recapping One Tree Hill, (laughs) the show we all love. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.
2: Welcome to.